And so that was a good word that Casey gave this morning. That was a good songs that uh, Rory did. I mean, I'm glad that he's singing more for us because I was believing God that I'm going to take that voice and I'll sing country, but I'll preach whatever. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, this morning, we want to know that the Grace Conference starts this morning here. And so we are opening up this morning and dealing with, let's look at, let's look at our thing scripture for the, for the year, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, which says, whatsoever is what? Born of God, for whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcome what? The world. And this is what that over that overcome it is what Casey was talking about. Overcome it the world, and this is what the victory that does what? That overcome the world, it is what? Our faith. Amen. So let's go to our, our John 3.16. What we do, we're putting you in remembrance that the theme of this year is that we're putting great emphasis upon the faith of Christ. Okay? And the reason why we put an emphasis upon the faith of Christ because that's how you walk in that's overcoming status. It is the faith of Christ. It's not your faith. It's not my faith. It's his faith. He gave it to you so that you could live his life in you. Can you see that? It says, for God so loved the world that he did what? Gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe it in him, that's the key word for the New Testament church, believe it. In him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting or eternal life, or another way of saying Zoe life, because that's what everlasting life is. It is the God kind of life that is in you and I as the believer. That life is the life that completes us. That is the life that you and I live out from, live out of, okay? Let me say that to you again. This is the life that we live out of. That Zoe life, when you remade Jesus the Lord of your life, watch this, put this up, uh, Zach, um, put this up in <clears throat> uh, Romans chapter 10 and look at verse 9. So when you talk, you know, we're talking about the theme of this year, but in actuality, we're dealing with the new creation, faith for the new creation. So if you're going to have faith in the new creation, that means you're going to have to know that, number one, how did you become born again? How did you become saved? And the same way that you received him, that word save is an all-inclusive word. It's not just the forgiveness of sin, Okay. It is also healing. It is also deliverance. It's also perseverance. I mean, preservation. It's also wellness and prosperity. So when you say that you're saved, that means this is an all-inclusive word that you don't have just one part of the pie, but you have the whole pie. Amen. Now you have to learn how to allow that pie, the healing, the deliverance, the prosperity, the peace. You have to learn how, learn how to allow what you already have to do what? To germinate into your heart. Okay, when I say your heart, the way you think. Okay? So you have to 
Think in a manner of what you already have. If you already possess something, so you have to start thinking and walking in the light of that. We already do that in the natural. Okay, you go to the store and buy what you what you can afford, right? You don't go down certain aisles that you don't that you know that don't you know you don't have the, the resources for. Okay, that's a limitation. Is that right? But here in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, there's nothing that has that is impossible with God when you open your heart to receive. Now watch it. Let me get, let me show you what I mean. Here it is. He said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, who shall be saved? So the, per- the reason, the way a person is born again, is it is through how they believe. So your belief puts you in a place of confessing what you already believe. So the purpose of me confessing the word is because I believe what I heard. So when you believe what you hear, then you... Belief, the word belief or believing is an action word. That means I put my mouth, but you know how they say, put your, put your money where your mouth at? Well, you put, notice that you put your belief in, you put your mouth in what you believe. Your mouth is what goes into action of confessing the thing that you say, I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. So therefore you say, you confess with your mouth. Put the next verse up there, uh, Zach, verse 10. <clears throat> he said, for with the heart man believe it unto righteousness. Now, you see, this word heart in the Greek, it is, it is, really, it is, really, uh, it is really inclusive of the soul and of your spirit. And this is the reason why the Bible says you believe God with your whole heart. Well, part of your, your soul and your spirit, they are both in material part that can't be seen. They both have life in it. Okay? But your spirit, which is born of God, is sealed with the Holy Spirit of problems where sin can't get in. But through your soul, sin can still seep through your soul. Because you have to, it is a choice that you have to make. So when we talk about your soul, we're talking about what? Number one, your mind, your will, and your emotion. That is the part of you that have to choose, say, for with the heart man believe it. So you have to choose to do what? To accept God's salvation plan. Are y'all following what I'm saying? You have to choose it. It's not like saying, well, I just believe that because I believe that, you know, I believe that so automatically something needs to happen. No, it's not so. Nothing just happens automatically. There's a law that is put in motion for that principle to work, okay? I mean, even if you paid your bill, you, you know, you say, well, I just want them to deduct this out my, out my uh, checking account to pay my electric bill or whatever it is every month. Well, they won't do that unless you do what? You know, if they came and cut your lights off, say, why did y'all cut my lights off? You could just deduct it out of my, out of my bank account. They just can't do that. What do they have to have? Your approval, right? See, it's the same thing with the word of God. Your your mouth, notice this, your mouth is the activator of the promises of God. You just can't hold your mouth and don't say anything. Just say, well, God, you already know what I mean. Well, God knows that, you know, this is what I want. Yes, God does know, but guess what? That's why he said, for with the heart man believe it unto 
righteousness. So that means that something has to transfer on the inside of you to get you to realize that, hey, this is the life that is set for me. This is what I believe. This is where I'm going to dwell at. I'm going to live out of this realm. And so for with the heart, man, believe it unto righteousness. So what is righteousness? Righteousness puts you in right standing with God. So when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then your mouth now lines up with whose you are, which is righteousness. Righteousness is what? Righteousness is just receiving what God has done for us through the blood of Jesus and through your acceptance of it, you were made righteous. Let me show you that. Put this up for, uh, uh, for a moment, uh, Zach, 2 Corinthians 5, and look at verse 21. You were made righteous, just like you didn't do anything to become a sinner. You didn't do anything to become righteous. We were conceived in sin. You were made righteous through the confession of your mouth. Remember the scripture I gave you, Romans 10, 9, 10, and with your heart you believe unto salvation. Look, for he meaning God, has made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us. See, Jesus wasn't a sinner. He was made sin. He was your substitute. Casey did a beautiful job in talking about the threefold meaning of what the word redemption means. Number one, it is one, it's called agadro, and not, number two, agadro, and then lutros. And I think I'm pronouncing the Greek word right. The first one is that you and I were sold on the slave market called sin. How were we sold? Adam did that, the first Adam. We were all sold up under that uh, market called sin. And so because of that, Satan had the advantage over us. Okay? Remember when you say beat you, kick you, whatever? Well, that's what he had. So how will Satan beat you, kick you, or whatever? By putting thoughts in your head. Number two, you and I were already spiritually dead. Okay? So if you know, some people say, boy, you just, you mean it's the dickin'. Well, that's because you were conceived. That's what sin that Being mean doesn't make you a, a sinner. No, your meanness just represents that you are a sinner. Can y'all understand that? Yeah. See? Yeah, it's not what you do make you a sinner, it's what you were conceived in and why you and what you were conceived in, notice it, it birthed forth actions. Okay? The same thing about righteousness, okay? But watch this. For he had made him to be sin for us, meaning we were on that slave market. Jesus was our substitute. That's what he was. He was our substitute. So ex agarro means what? It means that a ransom was made. That's why, you, that's why I have you just make that confession that we make every time before we open up. So what was the ransom? The ransom was what? His blood. It wasn't money. It wasn't fame. It was his blood. And notice this. Not only that, but it wasn't what Satan had required of him. It was what God had required of Jesus for our redeem for our redemption. Why? It was a man that put us on the market of slave, of being a sinner, and it was, it was a man that has redeemed us off of that market. And forevermore you are redeemed. 
You can never go back to that place unless you just choose to. Amen. So the ransom was his blood. And then number three, when he was raised from the dead, uh, made righteous, when he was raised from the dead for our justification, that's what resurrection is, he was raised for our justification, he is the first fruit of the dead, or the firstborn from the dead. And we are somewhere in the millions or perhaps trees of people that is born, that's born of God. Amen? And so through this process, You've not only been redeemed from sin, but you have been loosed from the pain of death. That means that spiritual death no longer holds hostage over your head. You're no longer enstrained between, there's no more an enstrainment between you and God. You and God have become one again, spirit to spirit. That's what you and I are now. Spirit to spirit, we are one with God. Okay, but you got to renew your mind with the word of God. The soulish part of you is not always on board to walk with God. Sometimes your soul consists of what? Your mind, your will, and your emotion. It has its own way. It has its own idea. Hmm? I want to look to Kita tonight. You know, I want, you know, look, don't tell me about God. I want some, so I want, I want a little bit, cause you know, how you say, I can't even say it right. What is it, does it say it right? Tequila, tequila. Yeah, you don't want a little tequila tonight. Is that right? Talk to me about God tomorrow, but tonight is tequila, baby. <laughs> is that right? No. So, now why did I say that? I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> But notice this. He said, for he, for he has been, he made him to be sin for us. So I was talking about your soul. So what happened is, again, you have to choose. Because God is not going to put you in a box and say, okay, Bobby, you have to do this. Is that right? God is not in the business of putting, taking your hand, putting it behind your back and say, no, you're going to serve me. No, it has to be of a free will. It has to be your decision based on the information you have received of him. That's where the hunger and the thirst after righteousness come because you have heard of a God that became a man in the flesh and he partook my sin nature, the yoke, the bondage that held me captive. See, you and I were just victims of the first Adam's sin. And now that Jesus has redeemed us and restored us back to that original place where God can fellowship with us, you and I have to choose it every day. It can't be no one else's decision for you. You have to make a decision, and you have to shut out and shut off things that will, that will put you in a place that will cause you know, the volume or whatever to be turned up. You have to be the one to turn the volume down. You have to be the one to shut it off. Is that right? And I think that, I think that was the case of talking about thought, taking no thought. You, that's what it means to take no thought. Because the enemy can only use your past. He can't use, he don't have anything and he can't use my past. He can't use your past against him. No, all he has is your past. 
Whatever your life represents is what the enemy will always try to come back and repackage. It may be repackaged or it may be uh, 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 look a, di- a little different, but it's still the same. It's called familiar spirits that, that are familiar with each of us, and the enemy will always try to come and tempt you, even if you say, you know what, I had enough of that. I learned my lesson or what. Well, guess what? That's good, but guess what? You could have walked away from something for six years, and all of a sudden, the thought come back. It's packaged in a different light, but you can't see it, but it's the same thing. What is it doing? It wants to see, are you truly sold out? Are you truly engaged that you won't go back to this? Because in order for you to stay free, you're going to have to live from the life. You're going to have to live from the life that Christ destroyed the works of the enemy. You can't live out of your own power. You can't do this in your own might. Let me show you how Jesus did this. Notice he said, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, notice this. My righteousness is in him. So when you're made righteous, then notice this. Your past is is non-existent in the mind of God. Why? Because you're functioning in his right. You're allowing his righteousness. You're allowing his salvation plan to function out of you. You're using your mouthpiece to speak the right that God has given you. The life that God has given you. Can y'all see that? All right, let's, let's demonstrate this for a moment. Look over here in Luke chapter 4 and look at verse 1. See, the reason why you have this, the reason why we have this life that is in him, why? Simply because. Because you can't, even though of all that God has done for us through Jesus Christ, you still can't live it. Without you, you can't. Why? It is him living it through you. Your body is the is holding the presence of God. It's his life that you got to speak from. Your mouth is used as a vocal cord to do what? To mimic what you hear him say, meaning the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would not speak of himself. He will only speak of that which he hears from the Father or which he hears from the Son. Why? Because the Father is the creator of heaven and earth. The Son is the redeemer of all things back in the heavens and the earth, the way God originally intended. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all power has been given unto me. So all power, that means the authority that Jesus that God gave to the first Adam, Jesus being the second and final Adam, has took back through his death for you and I as a substitute, and now he has restored this authority back in the body of Christ. But it's to whomever will say, you have to open your mouth. Amen. Now, you can't speak how you feel. Well, I just feel like I just need to tell her off. She got on my last nerve. You know, not my, not my nerve, my last nerve. You ever had anybody say, you just got on my last nerve? 
<laughs> That's bad when they get on your last nerve, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. This is how Jesus dealt with temptation. Are temptations real? You better believe it. Will you be tempted? You better believe it. Hmm? But notice how he overcame. So if we see how our model dealt with the works of darkness, and when he was raised three days later out of hell after he stripped Satan of the rights he had, and now when you and I confessed him as the Lord of our lives through the confession of your mouth and the belief of your heart, now he's saying, okay, my life is in you, now let my life live through you. Let my life live in you. That's what he's saying. Because if you don't let his life, what he did, live in you and, and live out from you, you're going to still live defeated. You're going to go back to your whatever. You're going to continue to repeat the same thing. Why? Because you you're not allowing his life you receive to work through you, to live through you. You got his life, but you still got your life. Hmm? And your way and his way are not the same. Right? No, it got to be one way or the other way. Like Franklin Nostra said, I'm going to do it my way. Hallelujah. All right, okay, here we go. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. So what was the first thing we see that he was? Full of the Holy Ghost would be just like being full of the word. Because that's why the Holy Ghost is there. He is the third part of the Godhead. He is just as much God as Jesus is the Son of God, the Son of Man, and as God, the creator of heaven and earth. Hmm? So if he was with Jesus, if he was with Jesus and Jesus needed to be full of the Holy Ghost, what is that saying to you and I? We need to be what? Full of the Holy Ghost. All the time. To be full of the Holy Ghost is to be full of the Word. Okay? Huh. Nah, nah. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. All right? Watch this. Verse 2. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. See? Being 40 days what? Tempted of the well, guess what? If Jesus was tempted of the devil, you and I are going to be tempted of the devil too. I didn't get one amen. I'm telling you, you're going to be tempted of the devil. And your temptation is not going to be like mine. Your temptation will be your own. It would be a, it would be a paramount of what your life was or what your life is or what your life was. That's right, what your life was. Continually. You have to have the same testimony every time. I mean, if it was 40 years ago, you still have to have the same testimony 40 years ago. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. And I say so. Amen. That's the only way you can. Why would I say? I'm taking what Jesus did for me and I'm speaking forth out of the life that is in me, his life in me. And so the devil, watch this, listen, the devil recognized that life. 
That was the lie that stripped him in hell. The devil recognized that lie. That's why it's so important. You cannot think you, you can go and live haphazardly and think that you're going to have victory. The devil longed for you to get outside of that present. He longed for you to put, to put Christ on the side, put him on, on hold. Because you become free game. You become free game. And the enemy is looking, he's lurking at every position, every spot to do what? To see whom he can what? Destroy, devour. He can't devour everyone. Only those who lack understanding of the Christ, the anointed one that's inside of them. If you choose to say, no, I'm offended. No, this was wrong. If you live with offense, what was wrong, what was this, you will always lose. But if you live from a place that I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, yes, I know this was wrong. Yes, I know I could take offense, but I choose not to because I recognize the life that I have in me. He has already handled that offense. He's already dealt with that crisis, and I'm going to draw from that wisdom within me, and I'm going to put that wisdom on that offense. Y'all see it? That's, that's how we live victorious in this realm. That's the reason why the enemy is no match for you. That's why I say the enemy is already defeated. You don't have to walk around looking for him. No. When he, if he arrives in any way, in any shape, form, or fashion, you know what to do. I'm going to speak outside of the one that's with me. The Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost is teaching me. The Holy Ghost is guiding me. The Holy Ghost is leading me what to say in this matter. Because Jesus already was the son of man. He lived in the earth and overcame the works of the devil. Huh? First John 3, 8 said, for this purpose was the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works the devil has done. It didn't say nothing about you and I. It didn't say anything about you destroying the works of the devil. You can't. Me can't. Hmm? But he has. And because he has, guess what? So are we. As he is, so are we now. Glory to God. So being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those, those days had those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, afterwards he was what? Hungry. So here, if you were going to catch a person, you find you try to find them at the where they're weak at. You try to find a place where they're vulnerable and you take advantage of what? Their vulnerability. Right? That's how Satan is. So what he did, he tried to catch Jesus at, a more, at the most vulnerable place there was. 40 days without food. Huh? I mean, just think about it. If we go, some of us go one and a half day. Boy, you better get out of my way. Huh? <laughs> and the devil said to him, 
Look at this. The devil, he spoke to him. The devil said to him, if thou be the son of God, what was he doing? First of all, he wanted to see, did Jesus understand who he was? If you notice, Jesus didn't have an identity crisis. Jesus looked at this crisis right here as an opportunity. All right, come on, boy. Let me show you what. Let me show you what who I am. He took the crisis and turned it into an opportunity. And the devil said to him, "If thou be the son of God, command that this stone be made bread." Look what Jesus said. Here's the Jesus' opportunity he took. Notice, Jesus answered him, saying, "It is written." Now, when he said it is written, it's written already where? In Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. So Jesus quoted this because he couldn't add to it. He couldn't do anything different to it. It was perfect. It's in a perfect present tense. Okay? He said, thou should not, he said that man should not live by what? Bread alone. But by what? Every word of God. That's what you got in you. You don't have to just try to memorize. All you got to do is have the Holy Ghost. He is the one that will bring it to your remembrance what Jesus did. But you got to keep, you got to make yourself as a student as you live every day. You got to know that you're in class, in school every day, and the Holy Ghost is with you, walking. He's walking with you. He's talking to you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. Hmm? I'm talking about your spiritual side. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, well, you can't go to no games. You can't enjoy this. You can't watch TV. I mean, it ain't much on it to watch anyway unless you're watching me TV. And then you got to be careful about that. They said me TV for old folks, but that's all right. Call me old if you want. But, you know, the commercials will kill you. Got to watch the commercials. Amen? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're muted. There you go. Or you speak to it. Amen? But notice this, the devil take, here's the next time. Notice what Jesus did. He did what? He spoke, right? All right, look what the devil did this time. He taken him up to a high mountain and showed him unto all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Well, you know he couldn't do that in the flesh. That had to be a spiritual concept. Okay? And look what here. Watch this. Look what, next verse. verse, verse uh, and the devil said to him, all this power. Look what he said. Look what he said. All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. Why could he make that statement? Where did that come from? It come from the first Adam. And this is where your spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. It would never rebel against God, but your soul will. Depending upon your environment. Depending upon your condition, depending upon the news that you got, depending upon what's happening in your life. See, it's in our soulless life that fluctuation takes place. I'm bored. You know, well, I need something to do. Well, I need to go somewhere. No, you need to set your little sweet self down. Why? Because the enemy, he, that's the, he, what do you want to do? He's looking for an avenue to trip us up. Remember, he 
caught Jesus at his weakest moment, should have been his weakest moment. But what did Jesus, Jesus knew that, hey, for this purpose was I sent to destroy the works of the devil. So what you, he spoke the word. Notice this. He said, if thou therefore will worship me. See that? Now, what is that word when you think about the word worship? Go back to the verse prior to that, uh, Zach. Notice what he said here. He said, to whomever I will deliver, to whomever will I give it. Give what? That means what the first Adam gave to him, what the first Adam relinquished to his authority in his hand. Hmm? Now, now go back to the next verse. Go, to, go back, Zach. Verse 7. He said, if thou therefore will worship me, to worship me, to bow the same way that the first Adam did. Hmm? That's what Satan and that's what he's trying to do. He can't, you and I as a believer, he can't destroy us in our spirit, but he can destroy us in our body. He can destroy us in the way we think. And he's not actually doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. Because we won't allow the life that's in us to shine forth from us. It's the light of the word. We have to give the Holy Spirit total control of your life. That's what you are. We are born again. We've been separated. We are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. It's no such thing as this life. It's too hard. No, it's not hard. It's only hard when I still want to do my thing. See, when I want to do my thing, that's when it becomes hard. Right? You know how it is sometimes if you don't get your way, you're all quiet. Destructive. You know, right? Walking in the house, slamming door, bam, bam. Dropping pants. Making noise. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody say nothing. I know. <laughs> so he said, if thou Therefore, will worship me, all shall be done. Look what Jesus said. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. No, what, what have we seen thus far, so far? Every time Satan came to him with a thought, what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. And what did the enemy do? Every time, what did the enemy do? He went to something else. Oh, you didn't get that. Listen, listen. The same thing took place in the garden. The reason why Satan capitalized off of what Eve said, because she quoted it wrong. He didn't move on from the conversation. He stayed with it. But with Jesus, if you notice, he kept moving on to something different. Oh. Jesus answered and said to him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou what? Sir. So you can't make that statement unless you've been born again. 
You can't make that statement unless you understand that the blood that was shed for you and I, it was God's love that put his son on that cross, made him the substitute for our wrong because he loved us. Amen. And the son loved the father to carry out out the father's plan knowing that it would be an excruciating type of death. It would be a death. It would be a suffering. It would be a scourging that no human being could ever think of of going through. Amen. Talking about those, those Roman soldiers that was professional. They, they wouldn't even hit me one time. I just fell out right there before they won that. Well, I just I just boom. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm already dead. <laughs> But why, why couldn't they kill him? He had no death in him. Didn't matter what they did to him. He had to give up his spirit. And he didn't give it to the devil. Oh, He gave it before the Father. Into your hand, Father, I commend my spirit. What he did it for? You and I. That ought to put a boldness inside of you. That ought to put a tenacity on the inside of you. And you look at your past life. And you, when the enemy come and try to tempt you again in any form or fashion, you ought to be ready. Because you understand a love that was displayed that no man could ever do. And forevermore you are free from your captivities. It's Christ's. In you, the hope of glory being displayed. Mm. Isn't that good? Amen. I mean, just think about it. if you wanted a nice gold ring. And you know how sometimes you pass by those jewelry stores in the mall or whatever? They have that on what? Display. Yeah. What are you doing? Getting your attention, huh? They're tempting you. Come on in here. Is that right? Well, I'm telling you, the glory of God is on display inside of you. But if you don't release it by faith, then the enemy will never know that you know that this is the word that will comb my hair in a different way. Hmm? So Jesus answered him, again, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. That means he is, a, look, you shall worship the Lord thy God. That means he is Lord over everything. I'm not going to worship you. I'm not going to give myself back to the thing that I know defeated me, that I know held me in captive, that I know almost Kill me, and you. I'm gonna go back to that. You got to be a fool that you got to tell the devil that. Don't tell nobody else that you know. <laughs> Can you see that? Thou shall what worship the Lord thy God, and what, and Him only shall thy serve. So you can make that statement because the Holy Ghost that's in you doing the work. Next verse. What are we doing? We're revealing to you how to let Christ shine through you. Because why? He's, he's demonstrating what he did to the enemy when he was on the earth as a man. 
He was anointed by the same Holy Ghost that we're talking about today. So you don't have to try to figure it out. All you're doing is partaking of his life. You're a partaker of his life, brother, uh, uh, brother Joe. You're a partaker of his life, and you're allowing his life to what? Rise up on the inside. When something is wrong, when something is not right, the Holy Spirit is there to help you say, no, you already, the one inside, you've already overcame that. Now you have to make a decision and allow him to work through you, right? Here we go. And then he brought him up to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. What is he doing? Tempting again. For it is written, he should give you, give his angels charge over thee and keep thee. So what he did, he left out something and he added something. See, he tried to quote Psalm 91. Okay? And so notice this. Look what Jesus said. Keep going. Zach. He said, and in their hand they shall bear thee up lest you dash your foot against the stone. It's not like he quoting the scripture. And Jesus answered and said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Is that right? And notice this. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, can you see it? What happened? He did what? He departed for how long? For a season. That means he's going to come back. He's going to come back to see are your convictions, are your belief, they're still the same. Or did you give up? Did you give in? Huh? That's what he's looking for. And that's the reason why I say he will all, no matter if I got the victory today, then guess what? He's going to come back a few months later to see, do you still believe the same thing? Or, or did you get offended? And if you show that you got offended, then he'll get on your side and say, yep. I know after all you did for them, that helper deserved what you need to give her. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll come back and he'll, and you'll start feeding on that. Hmm? You'll start feeding on that before you know it. You'd have been done something that you know you should have never opened that door. That's what he's attempting to do. So you have to be the one and recognize if I'm going to overcome the works of darkness, then guess what? This is, your, this is it right here. This is your model. This is your model. How many see what I'm saying? You can't overcome the works of darkness on your own. You can't overcome your past on your own. I don't care how much of a lesson you learn. I don't care how difficult it was. Great you learned something from. But guess what? Without Christ in me, allowing his life through me to function through me so that I won't see those days again, I will repeat them again. May not be today. May not be tomorrow. 
But I'll repeat it again. Why? Because I don't have no defense. Okay, in closing, I gave one of those seven scriptures I'm done. John chapter 6, no, 16, John 16, and look at verse 13, and we'll pick this up again tomorrow night. Well, you know, we're in this grace conference, so we go to today, we pick it up again tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and then Tuesday night, no Tuesday morning class, and then our regular night, which is Wednesday, okay? I think I'm going to have to take me a little vacation after all this. Watch this. Pay close attention to these verses. How be it when he, what? The spirit of truth is what? Come. What would he do when the spirit of truth? Now, he came because you're born again. Amen? Jesus paid the price on Calvary, right? Well, I said, I can do my own. Look, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is what? It's come. He will do what? Guide you into what? So we saw the demonstration of that in those other verses in uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, right? That's the same Holy Spirit that's doing the work in Jesus. When Jesus was speaking, this is what he, and this is the Holy Spirit said. Jesus said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, the same spirit of truth that was working in me, working with me, speaking through me, it was receiving from the Father. He said, when he come, he's going to guide you into what? All truth. Your truth and God's truth is two different truths. Hmm? You know, you know, young people got, they got their truth. <laughs> and, they, and you got your truth. And they truth. You follow what I'm saying? No, no. They, they act like we, 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 we were never young. We just involved. You just involved. You were old. You were born old. <laughs> For he shall not do what? Speak of himself. See that? The Holy Spirit will never speak of himself. But what he's going to do? But whatever, whatsoever he shall hear. Well, who do you think he's going to hear? Who's he hearing? Who's he listening to? He's listening to the one that was with him in creation, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Number two, Jesus, who is the living word of God that became flesh. He, he said, but notice it, but what? So ever he shall hear, that shall he what? Speak. And he will do what? Show you things to come. Keep going. He shall what? Glorify me. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. For he shall receive a mind and shall show it unto you. This is Jesus speaking. That means that what I've already done in the earth what I already re-established, what I already went to hell and stripped Satan of the throne of of him being Lord over cancer, over every man of sickness and disease, I'm Lord. Now I'm telling you to take my word 
and, and what I died for, and you begin to speak to that cancer cell in your body. You speak to that brain tumor. You speak to this dysfunction, whatever it may be. And you command it to go. Why? Because he shall glorify me. How would the Holy Spirit glorify Jesus? When you and I speak to it, of his life that's in us that did the work, then the cancer got to go. The tumor got to disappear. Arthur Rodgers got to go. You got to tell Arthur, you're going to have to get on out of here. Huh? Right? He shall receive of me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall what? Show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit is taking that which belonged to Jesus, and he's revealing it to you and I, in your spirit, in your soul. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I that he should take of mine and should show it unto you. So when he said all things that the Father has of mine, in the beginning was the word. Jesus is the word. So the Father is going to reveal the word, reveal what the word did, how the word create. And you and I are born again of the word. And so the word that create is the same word that brought us new life. So you're speaking out of that new life by faith. His faith, his life. That's what make you complete. All things that the Father has of mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall do what? Show it unto you. Did you get anything out of that? 